With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweets. Folks, you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I am your host, Nathan Fisher. Before we look back at the WWE Hardcore Championship, we have a message for Roman Reigns. Roman was diagnosed with leukemia on this week's Monday Night Raw. Know that you've heard on behalf of ESSR, we'd like to send our full support to Roman. We hope you beat this disease soon. We hope you get back soon. And we wish you a full recovery and kick cancer's ass. So yeah, you're th- listening to Eat Sleep Super X3 and as you heard earlier, we are taking a look back at the WWE Hardcore Championship. And so before we get with the show, I have a plethora of hardcore icons <laughs> to discuss the show with me. So let's get them introduced. Our first panelist is a man of many nicknames, but today he is just an ass man. <laughs> For one night only, he is checking out the Smackdown Hotel and he's descending into hardcore country. It's Ross McLeod. The nicest intro. Are you listening to that, Stephen? That's, that's the nice intro you give someone of my standing. The best interviewer yeah, in the ESS. Oh, man, that is plenty. <laughs> the Rock is mentioned in the show. All right. pleased to hear. Uh, however, The Rock will be mentioned tonight. Becky Lynch won't be, which will disappoint <laughs> our next panellist. He's the founder, owner, CEO, and main host for ESSR. He is the Bells Hill Barrage. Sorry, the Bells Hill Barrage. <laughs> Mr. Stephen Wilson. <laughs> Again, another nice intro. You take note of that. <laughs> you know, there, there is those pictures of Becky Lynch dressed as Tommy Dreamer. That is hardcore. I'll take that, but no. Why good to be on the show. Well, you, I'm, not, I'm not surprised you know that. <laughs> what is your Google history? What Delete. Delete. <laughs> I want to see people cosplay as Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> I got sent to me, strangely. <laughs> How both you guys doing? Good. Good, man. Nice, good, thank you. Learned that the guy next to me has got a fetish for Joey <laughs> Fatone lookalike, but I'm not. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, one McLeod Willard has to be Billy Gunn, that unfortunately means other has to be backed. <laughs> Our next panelist is one half of Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast, but he's one of our own too. It's Scott McLeod. How are you? Thank you, and you're already doing a better job than Stevie or Dave. <laughs> For thankfully mentioning my whole guess where we put this podcast Don't over. Don't group me week. with Dave. Why would you do that to anybody? To me every week, you dick. <laughs> I'm an arsehole. Uh, thank you, that is much appreciated, Nathan. And I'm looking around and wondering where these hacker icons are because I can't fucking see any. <laughs> you gave me a good intro when I was back on the Brawl Laser show, so I thought I'd thank you. done a favour. 
When our next panelist said he was on the hardcore title show, he said he was going to turn up with a bin to smack off someone's head. <laughs> no sign of a bin just yet, but this is ESSR, where anything can happen. He's the leader of the What Would Strack Do movement. Stephen Strachan, a.k.a. Strack! Alright man, how you doing? Very well yourself. Ah, uh, I'm pretty sure I could find a bin somewhere around here. <laughs> First time we've met actually today, we'll, we'll show historic moments here at ESSR. One of them. I was going to say, if I've seen the group chat, but I've never actually met you, so it's nice to meet you. <laughs> you've, got, you've got one of the voices, it's like, see if you say Aberdeen 1, hearts nothing, you can totally get away with it. <laughs> Nathan, when we're doing the classifiers at the end of the next oh, show. Cross County 4. Celtic 4, we're 4 for still. Oh no, no, no. no. <laughs> Coca Cola Cup final 1994, that's what I'm going to say. That. <laughs> and last but not least, you just heard them there. It's uh, Montel Ventavis Porter of Excited to Producing, Mr. MVP, Rocky Adji. I like that one, actually. I'll shake your hand for that one. Don't shake his hand, you don't know what it's been. I'll shake you. <laughs> Yeah, I shook your hand last week, that's where it's been. And I've had, and I've had the flu for the past week. Oh, diseased. <laughs> How's things, Clarky? Not bad yourself. Very well, very well. We're being nice to each other. I know, I know. So, no, sorry, I'm being nice to you, I should change that too. <laughs> well, after last week's Wilson's roast to everybody, <laughs> I was proud of him. I was like, well, If you are on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at SuplexRetweet. And subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and all good Android podcasting sites. Just search for Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Leave us a review. Give us five stars, six, seven. Or if you're better than Melts and actually like women, give us eight. (laughs) 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 Okay, so before we go on to the uh, WWE Hardcore title, I just want to ask the panel, do you have any memories of the Hardcore style of wrestling before the title was introduced to WWE? Uh, It's not the top of your head. I remember uh, Abdullah the Butcher bleeding quite a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a guy who bleed, bleed well like a lamb. Just anything he bleed for. I know. Bleed for, bleed for justice. <laughs> <laughs> bleed for food, I don't know. <laughs> the style itself actually originated in the mid-20th century in uh, North America from the brawling style of wrestling, synonymous with southern territories such as Texas and Oklahoma. It was in Texas where the aforementioned Texas Deathmatch was introduced, and Oklahoma introduced a barbed wire cage. Fun fact. Do you know one of the tag teams that was involved in that Barbear Cage match? Nobody guess. The Bushwhackers. The Bushwhackers? Yeah. The Bushwhackers, yeah. hardcore. They say, next time somebody says, why are the Bushwhackers in the Hall of Fame? That's what you say. Yeah. They're hardcore mm-hmm. innovators. <laughs> Later on in the 20th century, it was introduced in Japan, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling, FMW in the States. It was brought to more common recognition before, well, in the 90s, by Paul Heyman. Uh, ECW is one of the, probably, I'm guessing most people introduced to this style, yeah. I imagine. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I've seen Frontier Martial Arts stuff, mm-hmm. it is insane, a lot of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The way Mick Foley going over there, and it's how he sort of made his name. But the ECW stuff, some of the stuff they get away with, you're just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, FMW, you had barbed wire ropes, explosion C4, you know, creating a new deathmatch style, I mean, barbed wire ropes. C4 explosion is just like a night out in Kirkcaldy. See, Paul Heyman brings it to a uh, North American audience. But it was in 1998, on the 2nd of November, Monday Night Raw episode, to be precise, with a hardcore title, and the WWE was introduced to Mick Foley, awarded by Mr. McMahon. Do you know or have you heard a rumour about how the title was supposedly going to be introduced? I, I think so. Go for it, Scott. I think this was a Bradshaw idea about. On a, t- a 
division simply for the big guys, for the kind of the brawlers, mm-hmm. which apparently Vince Russo here misconstrued terribly <laughs> and turned it into the brawl throw. Pure <laughs> highlight for my game state bar gun, but <laughs> I winning it, not the yes. reward, not a reward for winning it. <laughs> there was no reward for. I got knocked out by Barbie. <laughs> and one of the greatest moments of WrestleMania history. <laughs> How did that feel, Scott? Still not recovered. Got your WrestleMania <laughs> moment. But yeah, like you say, there's more loose rules, hard hitting, old school brawling style that I mentioned earlier. You think this was the correct way to win the title by awarding it to McFoley, or do you think Bradshaw's idea is better just open up to the panel? There? Uh, I th- the Bradshaw idea is was a good idea. It's actually the first time I've heard it, although it is classic Vince Russo. I think we should go back to brawling. Brawling, hand that man a bit and throw it at him. <laughs> but I think, obviously, you see, if we mentioned Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Mm-hmm. If you go back and look at them, some of the stuff Mick Foley yeah. did, I think it was, a very, it was the perfect person to give that title to. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's, I think we all agree that Foley's probably a good choice for the first champion, yeah, given yeah. Uh, what you said they're involved in. Some of our style matches, like Send Japan, as well as WCW and ECW, and of course the infamous King of the Death match uh, in Japan with Terry Funk. Do you think the title though, do you think it was initially taken seriously at first, or do you think it was just a comedy prop to further feud with Vince Knight from Ustrak? What do you think? About I that? think obviously before the hardcore title came in, I think giving it to Mick Foley probably they gave it a bit of legitimacy because obviously he had matches like the Wrestlemania with the, the dumpster match and you've had boiler room matches so he's per person to put it on and I think the man I thought he could have carried it because the matches that he'd done for that were so good he would have took it at least mid card maybe no main event but he could have, he could have, he could have put a decent backing behind it that's probably why they gave it to him mm-hmm. I think as well it, it was also sort of a prop as well because this was when the WWE F title was vacated before right, yeah. The Rock became the corporate champion mm-hmm. and at this time Mick Foley was like calling Vince dad and Vince was taking him under his wing and all that and I think this was sort of like the if we can't have a world champion just now we'll, we'll bring another title in and you know we'll give it to Mick and you know he'll he'll treat it right and then obviously they done the, the double turn. See on that thing about uh, Foley calling Vince dad, I mean, it followed them in SummerSlam 98, which I watched again recently, where Vince convinced him to face uh, the Outlaws himself in a no disqualification match. I mean, what kind of dad does that? To tough do? love. <laughs> <laughs> that is tough love. Just walks about and just hands on these random things. I think that's when the baking tray first came in, because Vince just hands him a baking tray going, take this and use it. <laughs> we, looked at, we talked about the brawling thing, divi- brawler division, kind of what Bradshaw had in mind. It kind of reminds me closer to what Progress have now with their Atlas division, which is the big lads, yeah. like over 25 the big lads. And like, I think Foley, like, for fans reading about this time in 98, if you were one of the like, few fans that read, read like newsletters and weren't on the internet and you knew Foley's background, mm. then to you, he was a rightful champion. But even if you just watched WWE, this was him coming fresh off the Hell in a Cell match with The Undertaker, where he went off the cell. So I think whether you're a hardcore fan or more a casual fan, I think McFoley, for most people, would be a rightful mm. first champion. Yeah, well, well, Mick Foley had he'd been involved in uh, WWE title matches uh, before being awarded the hardcore title. The title eventually became known for rejuvenating a lot of lower card guys. Uh, the thing was part of like, Vince Russo will be here about his book and philosophy where everyone has a place in the card, everyone's a story, and the thing was more a, a stretch into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that yeah. I think, see, to be honest, see, obviously you talk about Vince, uh, Vince Russo's philosophy back then. I think now is the perfect time for a hardcore title mm-hmm. 
when there is so many and there's so many like there's NXT and 205 Live mm-hmm. and NXT UK <clears throat> it's so it, it's 24 7 so like it, it's the perfect time for it to come back you know what I mean it's like <laughs> on the network hold on I thought we got to that oh, uh, later on the show now sorry <laughs> um, like what you said there look, there's guys like Big Boss Man Bob Holly Al Snow but like early beneficiaries of this new uh, big philosophy of the division I mean they were languishing before Bob Holly Thurman Sparky Plug oh Jesus I mean, a, a multiple time tag team champion I'll let you know that man helps rejuvenate the yeah. one two three kids <laughs> Bob Holly is oh, if The Rock and Stone Cold are the standard bearers of charisma Bob Holly's at the other end of that spectrum <laughs> my god yeah, but, he, but you're looking about in 1999 he was really he was synonymous with that belt he had all the, the oh, matches yeah. uh, was it him that faced uh, Al Snow in the swamp yes the boss the boss man <laughs> uh, handcuffed him to the fence I mm-hmm. think that was it fully loaded or something like, as well uh, aye, the or SummerSlam the, the hardcore Holly one with St Valentine's Day Massacre I was, I was yeah. about to say Although we, we I'd slagged her, he's on it. I slagged hardcore Holly there. <laughs> uh, they did make the you know when he won the hardcore title, it was a big deal because they're mm-hmm. like he's not Sparky Plug anymore. He's yeah, you know sure, yeah. he is hardcore and he's got the belt to prove it. Right, and plus it goes to show how much that worked because most people remember a hardcore Holly more than mm-hmm. Spark Plug, mm-hmm. and most of that is down to the work he did with the hardcore title. Yeah, I mean it saved his career. I can agree with that. Um, well, Bossman, Holly and Snow were like I say, early beneficiaries. The first major feud over the title was arguably between Bossman and Al Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Strat, you mentioned this in the group chat. Kennel from hell. Uh, I think I actually get brought up. <laughs> no, it was... I think in theory, somebody caught with the idea and went, we could have two cages and we could have just wild guard dogs running around it. I think we kind of crumbled it was the fact that they brought in the trainers who kept falling out of the dugs. <laughs> dugs peed out of the cage umpteen times. And even when it was, uh, was uh, Bossman stuck her, uh, Al Snow's horn at the cage, it went yeah. bite it, and Dugs walked up and sniffed his horn. <laughs> well, this has just torpedoed this match. That's that's one of those matches, like, that's a. <laughs> it's like something for the raid. It's a cool movie stimulation, mm. but it would never work because, you know. Human rights and workers' rights and all that—you can't, uh, you you couldn't, and animal rights as well. You couldn't get wild, ravenous dogs to run out from the cage, and then obviously to get these dogs, they had to, like Shrek said, have the trainers who kept, who looked like the least hardcore people imaginable. These were lovely people giving up their Sunday evening to volunteer. Uh, dogs. You know, it's probably an here Vince Russo want, so badly wanted this kind of match, and they asked him, "How are we going to get here?" And he was like. Uh, Kill a dog. <laughs> yeah, but you, you can't you can't fault the commitment of both Bossman and Al Snow. I love that at the end of it where Bossman kinda hangs yeah. off the cell and just kinda throws himself through the door. Just cause he does not want to get bitten by these dogs. It's just like you can't fault the commitment, but no though. It was the, it's a flop. It's the, the commentators try to hype up, it's all oh, the dogs yeah. are angry and it's like, no, they're not. <laughs> I could literally walk in right now, slap one of them in the nose, and it just lied down and wanted belly rubbed. There's and, nothing. And, We'll talk about the angle that led into this and how mm-hmm. bizarre that was and this match itself. It really, like, I don't do it. They really need the hardcore title because people keep forgetting, oh, I, this was for a title. That's what I was going to ask. Like, would that have been as good with no title on the line? Or do you think? Well, I think the title's already an afterthought in this feud yeah. anyway. I think the title did give, you know, motive to the fact that someone murdered a dog. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the title is kind of needed. Otherwise, it's just like Bossman likes killing dogs. <laughs> 
boss man had a rough t- uh, 1998. Oh, yeah, yeah, rough. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he, had to, he had to mix one in 1999. He killed a dog. He carted about a coffin, you know. He, he, <laughs> It was a bad man. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. WrestleMania as well? I get hung. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. Right. Wow. What, a, what a year he had. You know. Was that symbolic? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, what I remember came for it was it's a shot where when it just cuts the dogs entering mm-hmm. and it just immediately pisses on the floor. That's <laughs> really does that. You just see a lawler just personally laughing that's what I remember from it one of the dogs tries to hunt one of the other dogs as well mid, mid-match yeah it's like they're barking at each other the dogs are barking at each other they're actually barking at boss man snow but yeah memorable <laughs> perhaps for all for the wrong just glaze yeah. over that match <laughs> <laughs> so yeah going into the year 2000 I think this is what we've all been mm-hmm. waiting to talk about the title goes 24-7 uh, but <laughs> <laughs> when Crash Ollie becomes champion uh-huh. beating Test and I was smacked down the 24th Maybe of test. February. Big Test, yeah. Test was a hardcore champion. Some of the hardcore champions originally are, like, you look at them go, really? Like, t- see, that's, that's a good thing about the Attitude Era. Look at Test. Test is a, an intercontinental US, mm. European, and tag team and hardcore he was champion. A, he was a staple of the invasion. Yeah. He held like, nearly every belt during that, that invasion. And people forget he's a champion, and they also forget he was utter shite. Almost <laughs> <laughs> mad, Stephen McMahon, of course. <sighs> Escape that one, lucky him. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, in the WWE, talent, how much they want to push it, doesn't go hand in hand. That, I think that was sort of like, listen, we kind of prefer this Triple H fella because you know, he can <laughs> talk and wrestle. So um, we'll give you a couple of belts every now and then. <laughs> we'll let you follow Trish Stratus about for a year. Fixed Undertaker at some slam. Let's do a test show, lads. Let's do a test show. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Test it. not much anymore, thankfully. It's all about Crash Ollie just now. Uh, probably becoming champion, he had been teaming with his cousin Hardcore, who he mentioned earlier. Fun fact about Crash Ollie, I think you might know Stephen since you listen to this guy's podcast. According to Bruce Pritchard, Crash was originally, originally considered sorry, for the Super Astro show because he was that small, five foot six. Uh, it was also a fun fact that Hardcore did not like him. Yeah, did not like him at all. He did not like him. Possibly because Crash well, actually believed he weighed 400 pounds. Uh, but I mean, the Crash started off as a heel, but I mean, from his mannerisms, uh, he's quite popular as a face. Uh, I don't think anyone could really, could be anyone else could really pull this 24 7 year off. No, he was brilliant. Uh, the best thing about Crash, though, I always thought was uh, Jerry Lawler on commentary. He used to always go, Elroy! Elroy! He is, he is, like, there was a. Uh, there was comparisons to like if they ever, I'm just touching this briefly, if they ever did bring back the Harkle title, James Ellsworth would be the perfect sort oh, of yeah, person. That's yeah. good show, yeah. And like Crash Ollie at the time, you know, in the era of the big man and the, the jacked up superhero, the guy that it looks like the normal guy walking down the street and he was five foot six is the absolute perfect guy to be like, I'll defend my title against anyone. Oh shit, what have I done? <laughs> it's just the fact that every, like, you watch the match, you get absolutely obliterated. Oh, almost yeah. every match and then one that's the people who loved mm-hmm. they just get beasted <laughs> and then it's like and still hardcore champion you're like that's how who's it Jerry Law called uh, Jerry JR called him the, the Houdini of hardcore yeah, that's right yeah because he would get out of any situation as we're probably talking about a wee bit it's like every single thing it's like oh he's got even when he wasn't even involved in the match it's like oh there's Crash that's what I said about the, the backlash was it 1999-2000 2000, 2000, 2000 yeah. six man hang and he mm. just get a Taz 
the the Hardys, else was in that hardcore, I think Raven, and they just beat the living piss out of him. <laughs> and it'd be, it'd be, it'd be it'd his time on the deck. I mean, the month before, it was the 15 like, minute one, and there was all these guys, and Chris went, there's going to be no thing, there's actually no title change in this match. It's pinned by Taz in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you mentioned your music crash earlier there. Uh, what this also did is that it expands the possibility of uh, a lot of card wrestlers chancing for the title. I mean, we saw Mean Street Posse, mm-hmm. the headbangers weren't doing anything at this point, and just came into some very funny situations. I mean, Mean Street Posse against Crash in the hotel room. <laughs> remember that one? Oh, that's why I think this is so fun to remember because there were so many funny memories. Mm-hmm. You can hardly you can be here all day talking about them like that. And like picking a fight with the APA and pouring a beer over Bradshaw, and Ron Simmons yelling, "Be careful, Bradshaw! He's just a boy." He's just a boy. Bassy <laughs> got in my notes as well. It's good. See, I think I think this was the point. I think the Mean Street Posse did their best work mm. on the main roster because yeah. they three went <laughs> everywhere. I mean, I've never seen they made that title so prestigious just by the fact that they would go to airports, they would go to Bloomin hotel rooms. They wanted that hardcore title, and they never won, won it. Purely because they were pish, but that's not the point. But, but as you say, it's, it's so, so many things that set up at the same time. I mean, there's so many comedy stuff. We go into like, the hotel room, we get the bouncy castle. <laughs> what was the WrestleMania where he ran into a door? That was oh, in 18. No, that was uh, WrestleMania 18. Pinned up and then ran into a door and then Christian pinned her and then bailed and you're like, so who's got it now? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was something like, see when I first started watching uh, WWF, it was around about... Uh, July or August 2000, and I had no idea. Like, what? Wait, hold on a minute. The guy with the gold paint was fighting the guy that loves a mop, and the guy with a foam head walked in and hit him with a bin. So, how is he champion? Like, <laughs> what just went on there? Sitting watching WWE title matches with Kane and Triple H gone, when can Stone Cold come in and win? <laughs> if anybody can do it, yeah. Stone Cold can do it's, it. It's weird how much effort these guys went into for what is essentially a comedy mid card belt. That's what I was about to ask is it a purely a comedy division? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a mid-car belt. How, who would you have? Like, why aren't you putting this much effort in being world champion if you're so focused on this? Because like, we know, never, we know we that most of them were never good enough at that point in time to be the right, world champion. Can... They were always seen as that mid-car level. I mean, you had like the, the top of the headbangers, you had Taz, you know, all these guys who you thought you maybe seen their, their ceiling being the intercontinental, but mm-hmm. it was just for a lot of these guys. I think they took it as it's the attitude era. The roster stacked. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get that, this is your chance to get regular TV time and run with it. And I think the majority of them, was Crash especially, took it yeah. and just oh, yeah, absolutely. took it by the, yeah. the hand. It's one of the ones as well, we talked about Vince Russo's philosophy of the, everyone has to have a yeah. story. This meant, like, put it this way, if, the, if it wasn't for the hardcore division, would you remember the Mean Street Posse all that much? Nope. Would you remember the headbangers all that much, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it's like, it's given them memorable moments, it gave them longevity and it meant when they were brought on to TV to do something, you're like, oh, that's them, that's the Main Street Posse, or oh, that's, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you brought Mike Kanellis back on, he's up back on 205 Live just now, but like, if you showed up and Ron Smackdown just now, some people would be like, he's still here. So it was the thing. like, sorry, whereas like, Headbangers and uh, Main Street weren't getting regular TV time, like, on the actual show itself, they were doing these pre-tape things, so they were a constant presence. It was one of the things, like, it seemed like anybody at any time could be Hogger Champion, like, Case in point, the Stooges, they were just yeah. like mm-hmm. in backstage with a man and suddenly Gerald Briscoe's pinning crashed in his sleep. 
I think it depends. Same with the title being a comedy title. I think it depended who held it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah. what made it so exciting. Is if like Crash held it, you knew it was going to be funny. Mm-hmm. If Rhino held it, you knew it was going to be brutal. If like, depending who who that was the good thing about it, you could literally change the mood of who you put it on because yeah. if it's like, it's not a complete. Like if Crash had it as a comedy title, then get to Bradshaw, it's still a comedy title. Mm-hmm. If you get to Bradshaw, you're like, oh, somebody's going to get hurt every week. <laughs> it's, it, it, it put a total different tone on whoever held it. Case in point, Rob Van Dam main evented a pay-per-view. Didn't defi- he wasn't defending the title at the time, but he was in a triple threat match for the World Championship as Hardcore mm-hmm. Champion. Bossman was Hardcore Champion fighting Big Show for the World Championship. So it's like, like Strack says, it depends on who held it. It elevated everybody but in different ways yeah few, few belts that went from serious to not serious mm. and then serious again in such a short amount of time as the hardcore title yeah. was the was the battle royal at wrestlemania 2000 mm. i'm sure that was one of the most high profile matches yeah just about to get on to it was that you think the peak of this like division as a comedy division at this time Oh, yeah, that was amazing. Well, <laughs> that is my favourite. I got, I got panned, but I loved it. <laughs> can I, can so I, right, I always, I mentioned Billy Gunn because of the Billy Gunn facts on Twitter, right? You know, my other guilty pleasure wrestler is Viscera. Oh, nice. And really? that, that is his old, that is like his only title reign as the Viscera character, mm. and it's so upsetting because you're like, obviously, you look back now and he was horrendous, but at the time, it's like it's this big. Massive guy with like a blonde mohawk and white eyes. You're like, this guy's freaky. He's got to do some damage. During the match, I think he actually held it for, well, going by 15 minutes, quite a long time. Was like I, I think he seven held, minutes or something. I think he held it for about seven and a half minutes because the point out. Reason for that. <laughs> the point out, like, and that is, like, Strack talked about the other match where uh, Crash got beat down and couldn't. They couldn't get him off the deck. <laughs> they couldn't get Visitor on the deck. <laughs> you, you'd poor Kai and Ty hitting him with like. Kendall sticks you the Mean mm-hmm. Street posse hitting with baking trays and letterboxes and all that. <laughs> because, because of the 24-7 thing, like, I know it wasn't always 24-7, but mm. we look at reigns with the Hardcore Tale that only look like a couple of weeks. With most tales, that would be nothing, but because the Hardcore Tale changed hands so frequently, if you hold it for two weeks, by comparison, it's like Pete Dunne's reign with the UK title. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's been technically so long with the belt. I was trying to remember without watching the match. I was trying to remember briefly who was in that match. Like, I just say some of the names in it were like, it was... He obviously had the posse. Funaki. Funaki. Taz had that a few times in that match mm-hmm. as well. I think he was one of the last ones to actually have the belt. And that one obviously had the two hollies. I mean, I think I'm right in saying that the finish was botched it was, as yeah. well. Yeah, mm-hmm. wasn't, Hardcore wasn't actually meant to end with the title. Yes, Crash was meant to kick out, but we did kick out. But if you, see, if you watch it back, Tim White doesn't count to three. But the bell rings anyway. And then Howard Finkel's like, new right. champion. I think it was a second off because it was maybe he gets the two and the time limit expires, but they were a second or so off, so he might didn't know yeah. what to do. But I think he might have counted three. Here, but I see know. the thing as well, but the matches were entertaining as well because mm. you had, like, see the one for Backlash, you had, the rest, you had a, a time limit match, and literally, and it was about an eight obviously, for trying to plan a match, but you, you could literally just the title could, but it wasn't one pinfall, it was basically when his time runs out. That's who's champion. Mm-hmm. So you'd see the one person make the pin, and then the that person just have a bullseye on them. And do you know something? The best CWE SmackDown. No, your role. I think it was no, your role. SmackDown two. Aye. Yeah, yeah. That had that match Aye. in it. We could have <laughs> yeah. six guys, and you literally just kept going and pinning it, and it was such an entertaining match. And I'm like, do you know something? This is why the hardcore title is immense. Yeah, that backlash match is very overlooked. I think. Thanks. It's really good as well. 
The 24 Sunil uh, continues on the summer when it's suspended during Shaman Mandarin with the title. <laughs> oh, jeez. A feud with Steve, Steve Blackman uh, went on during this time. Mick Foley, who was commissioner at the time, suspended to ensure that Shane defended the belt against Blackman at SummerSlam. We had, of course, the minimal spot at the top of the stage. He's a nut job, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, that, was a, that is so... I did such a... You think this was for the best? You think it began to legitimise the title somewhat, especially with Sonny Blackman as oh, champion of skilled. He was amazing as champion. It's, again, comes back to Strike's point. It depends on who is who is champion. Because, and obviously it was a comedy prop for Shane McMahon and it, I, it is again, like, would you remember Steve Blackman all that much if there wasn't mm. a hardcore division? Is he not with head cheese at this point? Is this before head cheese? No, it's after, after head cheese. Yeah. <laughs> after the... Talking about legitimising her. I mean, those, those people like, well, you know, American Alpha and primetime players and crime time split, you know, a lot of those guys floundered. <laughs> when the memorable team of head cheese split, then... Steve Blackman just got back in the saddle. Right, well, after Hedges, but before he's even worse, team with Grandmaster Sexy that was on heat for Mania 17. <laughs> oh, oh, like, losing to X Factor of all people. Oh, I can't another, believe you remember that, don't man. Don't mention X Factor. That's it. You're talking about the, gr- the arguably the greatest WrestleMania of all time, and that's the match that stands out <laughs> no, in your that, head. That that's way. the dark match. No, I'm, I'm saying like how low things would go for Steve Blackman or winning the hardcore title how much lower well, things he had the, he had the greatest match of SummerSlam 1999 that <laughs> Lions Den match which oh, nobody had a clue how that was ending it was just like oh it's done well, so, Shamrock's so, beaten something uh, we've kind of glossed over because I just heard the, the 1999 and on the year he won King of the Ring, he was also hardcore champion, Billy Gunn. Oh, the greatest oh. hardcore champion. Oh. Another another man that elevated the gold. <laughs> I meant to ask, does anybody remember this? Speaking about Billy Gunn, because obviously remember the title jump between him and Road Dogg? Yeah, they were no. still tag teaming, mm. but the title yes. kept passing through yeah. No, it was, <laughs> was it no, a tag team title. Was it no, the... I know they were Road Dog was going for the hardcore title and Billy Gunn was going for the IC title <laughs> and then we're like two weeks to the go they just went oh see these storylines aye aye fuck them you're going for that belt. you're going for that <laughs> oh, belt. Don't, 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 not a great one was was it I can't remember was it SummerSlam 99 or Fully Loaded I can't remember but it was Al Snow won the hardcore title and Road Dog just walked about that's what I was mic- going to ask what, what, what was that because I was trying to find it in the network he just walks about with a microphone he just walks about with a microphone going and Al Snow has got him on the pool table because <laughs> JR's like that is Road Dog going to commentate this and JLR's like that we're getting colour commentary and Road Dog's I- walking about with a mic and he gets to a bar <laughs> and he hits him with a pool ball and he takes the guys he takes a, chair, a wheelchair off him <laughs> he's like oh the boy's hobbled and I was like oh, wow <laughs> I'm to Smackdown now. Al Snow wins the belt and then just goes mental, runs back in the arena and goes, Where's my dog? Where's Pepper? And oh. just beats the loud yeah. shout or something. I can't remember. Yeah, what about the, the human? So you're saying it was Mick Foley that suspended the 24-7 rule? Because I, I always assumed that it was a Shane decision because no, it seemed like... No, unsuspended it was what Because I thought it was Shane that suspended because like, it seemed like the... fitting thing for him to do being a chicken shit but also being kind of the boss's son's view to have the authority to do that to make like, sure he could keep like he did with the European title where it just didn't yes. get defended mm-hmm. and it was in a bag and then Minion found it and just went the women's title at the time was in a bag sorry on a bag uh, Stephanie McMahon oh jeez you were talking about the career oh, of like, women's wrestling don't hold me and the week of evolution. listening to this podcast hates Stephanie McMahon <laughs> he's an arsehole and the week of evolution as well you're insulting the creator <laughs> and the genius behind women's wrestling Shane 
I watched the Smackdown 1000 finally yesterday, and the bit where Shane comes out and gets a big cheer. You're definitely saying, Why don't I get any love? Did you hear that? Mm. Did you see the tweet we did when we were live tweeting? It just I, says, I love how <laughs> I love how Stephanie hates Shane in real life. I love how Shane doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I love how you're saying we. Uh, me. <laughs> it was on our Twitter page, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ross, I mean Stephen, Ross is sharing creativity. Let him do it for once. <laughs> it's my podcast, it's my podcast. Bad that account. If we go to uh, the break of the show, Quacky, do you have any, not a spot, not interest you yet, sorry, do you have any thoughts on what you so talked about? I, I mean, on the spot, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, this was the time I was watching in and out of wrestling and kind of thing, and um, such as the person I am. Yes, I like The Rock, yes, I like Stone Cold Steve Austin and the whole DX thing, but the whole hardcore, because I love comedy wrestling, especially Crash Hell, to get chased all over the gaff, I loved it. Anyone else got any thoughts for cut to a break? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm good, we'll get radio time if I'll go. <laughs> no, I, I, I absolutely loved it, I think it is. <laughs> Crash Holly is... It should be in the Hall of Fame, I think, because mm-hmm. he's the man that single-handedly made that title. Because can we start that campaign? Yeah, Crash Holly yeah, for Hall of Fame. Considering how many people from the Attitude Era who are essentially mid-carders, and that was what the Attitude Era known for: mid-carders being more over than any other era. Considering like the likes of the Godfather and Rikishi, with respect, and the fact that they're in it, why can't we put Crash in it? Are you dish Rikishi? Godfather's Hole won the title. I just I forgot all about that. <laughs> Godfather's Hole won the title during the Attitude Era. That's right, yeah. On the week of evolution, we celebrate women's wrestling. The Godfather's Hole wins the hardcore title. I should have credited as Godfather's Hole yeah. on, online. Yeah. Was it not? God, Godfather's Hole number 25,652. <laughs> Did it not turn out to be she was a, an enhancement talent and she gets signed years later? I think it's meant about Victoria. Or I think that's why Victoria says something different. I, I think uh, that's the rumour anyway. Uh, yeah. Terry Reynolds won the bell at one point. You mm. maybe interviewing whoever the champion was and just smacked him where the head was up and pinned him. Unprofessionalism yeah. at its highest. But yeah, it goes to show anyone could win the hardcore title, but some people here need to win the ESSR title first. <laughs> uh, and with that being said, we will cut to a short break and hope you enjoy highlights of Crash Ollie being chased around Funhouse USA. Hi, this is James Ellsworth, duh, and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Well, King, earlier today, Mr. 24-7 Crash Holly was forced to defend his hardcore title in another obscure location, Funtime USA. What was Crash doing at Funtime USA? This is the place. Hey, Funtime Fun USA. Fun Time USA. Thrasher. You see a little blonde in the guy, Crash Holly. Yeah, he's got a bell around his place. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw you in a laser tag or maybe in the arcade. It's right around this corner, right okay, up right upstairs. Maybe come on the arcade. Crash is playing laser tag. Now Crash is just hanging out in the arcade. And I'll bring him down here and then we'll get him down here. Stay with me, girl. You just count. Can you count the three? You find him and I will count. Referee Earl Hebner, remember Crash's stipulation. He'd defend the title 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as long as there was a referee around. I can't believe Crash has lasted this long putting himself under those kind of those kind of stipulations. Well the posse was there game any time. Posse was obsessed with the hardcore title and now the headbangers seem that way. This is at Fun Time USA. And Bob's attacking Crash Holly. Trying to lock Crash into going downstairs and the hardcore title's on the line. This is dangerous. Well here's a cover. I don't have a referee! 
Well, King Moss told the referee to stay downstairs, didn't he? Moss went for the cover, but there wasn't a referee around. And Crash Holly. Hey! Hey, look at this! He's like a little Pac-Man going through it. And Moss in pursuit on the slide as well. Thrasher, ambush, and Crash. That did it. With that trash container. Cover. There's two. What are you doing? Well, Crash. Oh, Moss. Omos didn't like the fact that Thrasher went for the cover. This is, this is Shades of the Posse. Yeah, it is. The Headbangers can't decide who wants to be the champion. Oh, the double team. I rang his bell. Oh, man. The Headbangers whooping up on Crash. We got belts everywhere. Hardcore titles on the line. I don't think any of those little kids are going to come to his aid either. Now, Crash said he'd defend the title anywhere, anytime, anyplace. Oh, no, no. Wait a minute, Moss going for the cover. I'm trying to win this stupid belt. What do you think I'm doing? Let's work together. Let's be about brokers. Can you imagine a bunch of kids at a bar mitzvah witnessing this? Look out. Oh, man. And Crash. Oh. Shot to the gut. And Crash Holly. Where are you going? Trying to hide in fun time. Here he goes again. This is like the key. You're going first. first. Right in the balls. Don't get the ball on me. I'll tell you something. The, the posse has wait, nothing wait. on these guys. This is like the Keystone Ooh. Cops. Cut them off. Ooh. Cut them off. I'll go around this way. We'll block them in there. Okay. That's the way to go. We'll get him in the ball. We'll get him in the ball. All right. I'll meet you in the ball. Well, the strategy was to get Crash in the balls, and Crash, I think, oh, ambushed the headbangers. <laughs> Crash with a clothesline off the monkey bars. Go Elroy. Go Elroy. Uh oh! Oh! What a hurricane oh. hot up by Crash! Oh. He got away! And Crash Holly! He's escaping again, King, with the hardcore title! The legend of Crash oh, Holly oh, oh, is growing! Where's he at? Hey, where'd he go? He went out the front door! He went out the front, he went out the front door! He's gone! Unbelievable! Oh. Hey, this is professional wrestler Cole Cabana, and I'm only assuming that you have just finished listening to my podcast, The Art of Wrestling. And now you've made the decision to listen to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweets, which is a mouthful to say, but not only have I said it, you've said it, you've suplexed, you've ate, you've slept, and now you've retweeted. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweets. That was Crash Holly being chased around Funhouse USA. And before we go on to the rest of the show, we have some listener feedback. It's going to be read by Kwaku. Yes, thank you, Nathan. So, first one off, Chris Horrock says, uh, it being given to mankind the birth of the genesis of the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go on to at Dej Kirkby on Twitter. The 24-7 rule, Crash Holly not even being able to sleep in his hotel room without being attacked. <laughs> so obviously referring to General Briscoe. Uh, Mark uh, Carnican, he says there was a match uh, between Rhino and Raven. I believe that was great, featured Rhino missing a spear and going straight into a shopping cart, which was fantastic. Jason Carl England says the whole 24 7 rule was pure gold, more times than uh, not comedy in general. I seem to remember Crash Holly getting chased through an airport for it. Steven Bevington says Crash Holly defended the Hardcore Championship 24 7, some funny moments. 
Uh, Sean Smith also says Crash Holly, but this time he says WrestleMania 17, the triple threat match. John McFarlane says the 24th summer rule was entertaining. Also, how like main event talents like Jeff RVD Kane Undertaker held a bit was an underrated title in my opinion. Uh, Chris Mitchell, some of the creator of some of the greatest entrance music, says Harker title matches with Kane, Big Show and Raven at WrestleMania 17. John Wickock says, had to be Al Snow Road Dog out in the snow. Gary Noble, I think it was the headbangers who cages him around the kids' play area. So he obviously mentioned just what we had for the break there. Always remember finding that hilarious. Uh, Marcus Moore says, when Crash Holly was champion and the 24th summer room was in effect, all the random matches backstage and elsewhere. Raven vs. Rhino of Black Clash 01 says Matthew Hope. Tom Wilson says Mike Hawson winning it to kick off the invasion. Mm-hmm. Adam Morrison uh, from Scottish Wrestling Network and WrestleRope says Crash Holly at the Fun House. Also, just mentioned the breakdown the WrestleMania 2017 matches. Now, Grant McIver, who's a wrestler mm-hmm. at Source and Discovery, no less, uh, is going to be said a hundred times, but McMahon versus uh, Blackburn at SummerSlam was technically the first hardcore match I've ever seen. Well, he's the first one to mention it. Ryan Wilson says, Terry Funk versus Mick Foley with Stone Cold on commentary with a tray of beers. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Vince told Mick to reach into his chest and pull out his heart. Brilliant stuff. Now, also, another wrestler's got in touch with us, Jack Morris from Reckless Intent. He says, Crash Holly and the Head Pangers Fun Time USA. He loved that bit. And he said it was the first thing that he thought of because when I put out the tweet, I put a picture of the hardcore title. And it was the first video photo of when he saw the belt. Ryan Palmer, he says, when Crash Holly was pinned by General Briscoe, Crash was exhausted and fell asleep in a hotel room dressing up. Briscoe sneaked in with a ref and pinned him with one finger <laughs> as he didn't want to wake Crash. He did a silent celebration calling Taz where he even whispered on commentary, laughing, which was great. Marcus Burr says when Crash Holly was champion and the 21st Summer Real was in fact, all the random matches backstage and elsewhere. Reese Dixon says, I really like the Big Show versus Kane versus Raven match for WrestleMania 17. Stephen Gray, he simply put <laughs> up a video of Crash Holly running around defending it. David Kinnear says, Steve Blackman's run as champion the triple threat at WrestleMania 17 between uh, uh, Big Show, Kane, and Raven. Revlon Trotz posted a video of Briscoe pinning Crash Holly in his sleep. <laughs> Billy Strachan from Scottish Wrestling Network, big friend of ours. Steve Blackman battering folk with the, his wee sticks. Big Show pinning S.A. Rios, I think, <laughs> against the wall. Crash Holly and the Headbangers at the Funhouse. WrestleMania 17 triple threat. Shane McMahon's reign. So Billy very much likes the whole hardcore title aspect. And our own panelist, Andy Mitchell. He says, I feel like my favourite hardcore moments might have been mentioned, so I'm going to mention WrestleMania 2000 fuck up with Hardcore Halloween won the title accidentally. Michael Cole, you little shithead, he says. <laughs> also, oh, WrestleMania 18, where Maven lost the title and regained it at the end of the night. So, yeah, is that when he went off in the taxi? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And stole the taxi. Brilliant. Uh, Even what, stole the taxi from Christian. Yes, yeah, well, Christian's bag was still in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I had much of it anyway. anyway. And finally, to wrap up, we got JDB, who is a wrestler at PBW. He said WrestleMania 18, when Mighty Molly was taken out by the door by Christian. 
Bob surprised people of it said Wally Holly years in the front. Oh, oh yeah, there's an underrated like hour and a half arc with the hurricane because he keeps it for quite a while mm. and he's hiding and he hides in a room innocently enough and then next minute doesn't women come in he doesn't realise it's been a women's changing room and he just looks like a pure pervert and Godfather comes in and chases him out thanks for that Quacky and thanks to everyone who got in contact with us that's some great feedback we got there uh, if you want to follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram we are all at Suplex Retweet uh, moving on to the show uh, 2001 so a reappearance of main event stars to the hardcore division in the early part of the year Big Show Kurt Angle The Rock and Chris Jericho all compete for the title some point. Um, one of those matches that kicked the sort of uh, one of the main event stars off was a triple threat match between Big Show, Kurt Angle, and The Rock in February 2001 for the title. Um, does anyone have any memories of this um, main event influence coming into the division at all? I actually just heard about it because I remember The Rock, Rob Van Dam, but you mm. said, was this before or after No Way Out? This was, I think, before. I don't have the exact day in my notes, so if. If it was before or after, either way, because I know Big Show fought Raven at mm-hmm. uh, the No Way Out pay-per-view uh. for it, and I know Rock and Angle were the WWE champion, so I think it was... In fact, I think I do remember this. Was it not something like if Big Show won or something like that, it got to be in the, ma- the main event match? Aye, because mm-hmm. did he know Runway interfered in the, the No Way Out match? Yes. Yep. No Way Out movement. It was, um, was this the year that Big Show... Kane and Raven. and Raven. Scott, no, you'll know this off the top. You'll, you'll remember I'm every bit of this, man. I'm talking a bit to talk about this, man. <laughs> <laughs> go. go for it, and yeah, I was just about to bring it on to that uh, Big Show versus Kane versus Raven match at Mania 17. Go for it. Well, first off, uh, go back to that last one with the Raw Angle. And, you know, if you asked me what title was that for, the Hardcore title would probably be the last one I'd mention. Probably, oh, yeah, yeah. probably save the WWE title, but this, this Kane, well, I remember Raven? watching. <laughs> Raven? No, <laughs> no, I mean, not the one, the Rock. Oh, oh. I like Raven, but he's not very tell but you. But I remember uh, I watched me SMG in the first, for the first time, not knowing any results, and seeing Kane match, and that was just a my 2000s game where, God love him, he wouldn't win a lot. So when I see him, he won the match, I went mental. It was like a mid-card match. But to me, I was like, yes, I don't care what happens. Like, fuck Austin later on. Ah, uh, Kane won a title. <laughs> I love that so much because it's like there's all the dust for the the styrofoam that they like to pretend is glass and don't <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you know the the tables they use that are thinner than David Hockney's hairline and oh, that's it. Oh, <laughs> jeez, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> who am I? Who am I, David? You're listening, and who am I, Judge? But anyway, uh, you can't see anything. And, and then all you see, it's not as if it's like Essie Rios or Crash Holly doing a suicide dive. No. It's this seven foot built like a brick shithouse man <laughs> flying through the air. And as they always say on the Attitude Era podcast, Grunt of the Night, all you hear is. As he dives off the stage. Uh, so, are you doing Brock last night? Big Show's got a lot of padding, so he was safe, but poor wee Raven. Raven was about 5'9. Right, Raven got, gets absolutely murdered. I was talking about Crash all earlier. Raven gets killed, he gets thrown through a window and like, his leg gets <laughs> ran over by a golf cart because he was meant to get chased in a golf cart, but his golf cart. Goes off the side right, yeah. and runs over a cable and mm-hmm. you know, took out the whole pay-per-view. Uh, yeah. you heard that I, was, I was about to mention that there's two things that Raven got blamed for that night. It was um, obviously nearly taking the pay-per-view out and thankfully we didn't live in a, a, an era of high definition mm-hmm. because he takes him out the wrong gorilla position. He takes him out the actual gorilla position. It's why they cut away and you don't see them until they're on the stage. Because there was everyone for the next match there waiting 
and he passes the call sheet which had the results for the next nine matches because we were only like three matches in so if it was an era high def that would have been on Twitter in five minutes like by the way lads Austin's winning the night we still striking any memories comments about this period I, I did like the, the whole it was getting up a bit I see Kane Big Show getting it Raven see Rhino was getting it and it kind of started to progress on for there and kind of bigger names were starting to hold it did make it as I, say, as I said before it didn't it, it was a comedy belt and it kind of gave us some funny spots stuff like that but then when it started going to that it then started becoming a bit more serious and it was a, ch- a case of you see bigger guys like say Big Show throwing Raven through a window <laughs> 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 stuff like that so it did make it a bit a bit more serious but a bit no more entertaining it kind of made it a bit that's what I'm looking for it, it was it wasn't as unpredictable Aye. because mm. I like I like the big show although he did lose it under nefarious means at times to like people like Raven it wasn't someone like Crash Holly who anyone could beat mm. it wasn't like you know Crash walks down the hall and Bradshaw big boots him but then you know Christian spe- uh, spears Bradshaw and then you know the, one of the Hardy boys takes out Christian you know what I mean it's it's one of the ones it, would, it was still chaos but it was just a case of Big Show walks in the hall and takes out this mid-carder, then this jobber, then this jobber, then this mid-carder. <laughs> it's like if you see somebody walking down a hall, if you see Crash walking down a hall, you're going to think, Something's up. Where can I pick up the hit him, we? <laughs> you see the Big Show walking down a hall? Ah! Evening, <laughs> evening biggin. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even look at him, I'd run <laughs> the other way. Well, listen to feedback. We had mentioned Raven and Rhino in a match in Backlash 2001. This period also saw other ECW alumni enter the division in RVD and Mike Awesome, uh, all former ECW world champions. Um, do you think the introduction of ECW wrestlers, being we mentioned before, how it was Paul Heyman because it kind of helped bring the hardcore style to not the mainstream but to a more popular audience? Did that sort of further legitimise the title? I loved Mike, I loved Mike Awesome winning the belt. Oh, it was yeah. in the car it's, park. It's, it's iconic, like, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing. It's the only WCW guy ever to win the title in Madison oh sorry he was the first WCW guy to Aye. win a title in Madison Square that's right yeah. in, in the big stretch into the arena it's not as if it's like John Cena historically winning the Rumble in you know Madison Square Garden and everyone cheers him no Mike Awesome done it in a back room it's, it's, it's Mike Awesome running from a distance it's like you're like is that Mike Awesome do you always hear the, the music from Monty Python? There's a reference some people might not get. I, I do feel bad that it's like, obviously, it's a cool moment to win a title in Madison Square Garden, but it's like, see the old, like, from like the 60s and 70s where teams would win a European or a, a Scottish or English Cup, and the fans would pitch and because they were so happy. Mm-hmm. So you'd see this captain, you know, he wants to lift it in front of his fans and it's like, no, we'll get it in a wee room, mate. So you can, like, don't lift the trophy too high, you'll shock yourself in the light. Because on one hand, like, it's big that a WCW guy has came in and took a WFL in the WF's home of Madison Square Garden, but mm-hmm. on the one hand, it's the hardcore belt, as we said, it flops between series and comedy, and two, it's Mike Awesome. Like, he, mm-hmm. he wasn't coming in as killer ECW champion Mike Austin had the big great feud with Sal Tanaka this mm. was fresh off being the fat chick thriller in WCW yeah. Mike Austin that 70s guy Aye. yep <laughs> so he, as we said he defeated Rhino shortly after Rhino beat Test Test yep fucking hell Test Jesus Christ and, and he was the European champion at fucking Mania he's all over the place <laughs> well he was like Kofi Kingston 
Uh, Kofi Kingston's good now that he's found his groove and they've found a good like storyline for him. Like they've not flopped with him. Mm-hmm. Whereas like before it was like, we need somebody to win this title so we can get to somebody else. Coffee! <laughs> <laughs> One of the most notable matches during this period, uh, me and Strike discussed this, well, we were all discussed in the group chat, sorry, was Jeff Hardy against RVD and Raging 2001. This is the first time I'd seen RVD wrestle, I hadn't watched a lot of ECW prior to closing uh, 2001. Strike, what made that match good for yourself? It was just so different that for that night, because fair enough, there was some like, kind of matches you've seen, oh, WCW's got to take on WWE, that was mm-hmm. exciting as it is. The big main event, was it 10-man tag, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yes. Aye, ball, so you yeah. had that to look forward to, but then as a singles match, and you thought, right, it's RVD versus Jeff Hardy, and the way it kicked off was even better. The fact that RVD ran in and belted Matt with a chair, <laughs> and then just went, come on, and ran away. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that was unexpected. <laughs> but then you thought, well, it's a good way to take Matt out of the equation because it means that he can't interfere in the match, and it was just purely RVD and Jeff. And the offense with both guys was just tremendous. Mm, yeah. I mean, the, the Van Daminator, um kicked Jeff Love. off the stage so good. and everybody went oh he's disappeared and they, they ran up the, the side of the barrier and collided at each other the, the sunset flipped powerbomb to the outside you mm. could see the pain go through RVD's back up his neck and into his skull and you, it was just you watched, I watched the whole match and went this is I don't even need to see the main event this is match of the night there's, there's mm. no doubt like this is like I think they went to this the same match as the guys would go in the, when they would do like the triangle ladder matches or like the TLC matches and that how can we make this different from other matches of this type? Like, how can we make this not just a regular comedy hardcore match? And how can we make our match stand out from everything else on the card? Because you know these two guys would want to steal the show that night. I think as well, we talked about it earlier about how the roster was stacked. Mm-hmm. And then obviously there was a big cull. A lot of people either retired or were moved on or you know they ran out of storylines. And then they brought in all these new guys. And it was like, this is RVD coming in going, I need to make an impression. Because you know, this is before New Japan got big again. There was no TNA Ring of Honor at the time. So WWE was where it was at. And Jeff Hardy was obviously looking at it like, right, I'm a tag team guy. If I want to break out my own and this stacked roster, where we've mm-hmm. just received, you know, 100 new people, we're going to have to steal the show. And I yeah. think this RVD's reign, I think, is the best point of the Hardcore mm-hmm. title for me. I mean, it's safe to say, I think Jeff was kind of used to the more. Hardcore esque elements, mm-hmm. wrestlers doing obviously TLC matches uh, with Dudley's Edge and Christian and the like. Um, obviously, I was going to comment that this gave ECW guys a chance to go up against the main event. I mean, RVD main events, No Mercy 2001 against Angle and Austin as the hardcore champion. Uh, Why I kept- did somebody not end up feeling that match and go, I'm not here for that, I'm here for that, <laughs> the hardcore title? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the best about it I thought it was so funny because I've, I've seen a lot of interviews with RVD and I've seen a lot of these things he doesn't actually like being a hardcore wrestler mm. that's the best about it he says I come up with his innovative stuff today like the Van Terminator the Van Daminator and stuff like that but he says I don't actually like doing hardcore wrestling and they come to WWE gotta put the hardcore title on you oh yeah <laughs> just what I was looking forward to See, he's like, as good as the invasion match is I prefer the ladder match for SummerSlam Aye, mm. uh, that's, that's a good one. Okay, yeah. does, does Jeff know want it back on like a Raw or a SmackDown in between? Yeah. And aye, then, aye, aye, yes. and then this is like the rubber match between the two of them, and it is amazing. I think it. I think this was at the start of uh, RVD becoming the only guy in the alliance to get cheered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he certainly got the best reaction they came in. I think. Yeah. From the fans, from the alliance side. This is before. This is before the obviously the internet and its infancy, infancy mm-hmm. and it's before the. 
we'll cheer who we want, we'll cheer who we wrestled in Ring of Honor, even though we never watched it. <laughs> and uh, attitude of certain fans and RVD comes in and he wins the crowd over instantly. Oh yeah, and absolutely, yeah. It was, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose a counter-argument to this could be that with the influx of XCCW and WCW talent, do you think that the hardcore title began to get lost in the shuffle a bit because you had the US title being brought in, Cruiserweight title, WCW tag titles? I a lot, a lot, a lot of titles yeah. get lost in the shuffle. Like, the US title was always mixed in a feud way. It, it got to the point where it was always champion v champion, mm-hmm. even leading up to Survivor Series. So even the, t- the title matches at Survivor Series didn't feel that special. And then it, it starts to get lost in the shuffle. It becomes worse later on, we'll okay. probably talk about mm-hmm. it. But it, it was still memorable, but I'm trying to word it perfectly here. <laughs> it's still memorable, but it does really get lost in the drama, much like that was a complaint of the invasion. All the storylines get muddled. It was like Sakuradi storylines, it's WWF and WCW. I think it's really a problem you can put on the hardcore tail. It's just the fact there are so many belts that unless you were like one of the important ones like the two world titles or maybe like an IC or the tag titles, uh, there wasn't a lot of focus on you. Like how many times like the US belt and how many the light heavyweight and cruiserweights were so lowered down they somehow got even lower. Like you know that wasn't seemingly possible. Like traded between fucking Tajiri and X Pac. I like Tajiri, I didn't like X Pac. X Pac was the opposite of RVD being the only alliance member against the year. He was the only WDF member getting booed at the building. What do you expect when he played Uncle Cracker as his wrestling theme song? I like that tune. Like oh it. my god, it's so it's so horribly I like the start, I like the start. He had everything he ever wanted. <laughs> it's so horribly edited, it's like <laughs> that's what makes it good. Ah, the Uncle Cracker song, I, I grew up with it, it's one of my childhood songs, but there's a point you can hear it, he goes it's levels oh, and you go see once you hear it you go ah that's never leaving I'm never going to hear that <laughs> it's know, like the burp in the George Ezra song <laughs> and if you'd like to listen to more ESSR music chat <laughs> <laughs> well, towards the end of the year you could argue that the hardcore division got its most high profile champion Undertaker Bigger Red maybe <laughs> <laughs> Sabi D at Vengeance oh, 2001 one. was that an actual nickname I, I stopped watching wrestling at this point I <sighs> It was, technically it was his big evil face. Oh, he's big Does he actually say Booger Red? I'm... Oh, I think, did the JR not call him that? Probably. I don't think he actually used it. I, I forgot, I forgot that he had red hair. Is this like... This is when he was Ginger Eye. Was this like Undertaker's scene kid face? <laughs> not a face, Paul Bear! It's like... It's all about Biker Taker. I think this one, Fallen the Invasion in majority of 2002, I think this is the best uh, period of this Biker version of Taker, mm-hmm. especially because he's a heel. And also, he wins the Hardcore title randomly, but then he has such good moments with Maven. He murders <laughs> him at the Royal Rumble. Before Maven, you said you, uh, I think it's your favourite Undertaker era. He does face off against, against new opponents, faces Jeff Hardy on an episode yeah. of Raw, faces Tajiri, and gets a green mist from Tajiri on an episode of Smackdown towards the end of the year. Dyes his hair green, see these scene kids every week, <laughs> different colour of hell. He, he was kind of that's what he was thinking. It was about in this time period, like, he was able to put over like, newer guys, like, he helped. Jeff, uh, Lesnar, mm. he was still wouldn't put all that young up and comer Ric Flair WrestleMania <laughs> though, would he? But he better in the younger talent, so he is. He does eventually lose the title. Uh, I've got my notes here. Lose his title to Maven. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. 
Well, it does help him, it is thanks to the rocks, but you know. I love, how you've got, I love how you've got lol in your notes when Strax here after his rant last week about lol. <laughs> as long as he didn't oh, say yeah. it, but he just wrote lol as his laugh. Did he say, oh, Maven, lol? But uh, why, why, why'd you say laugh? Ah! <laughs> Moving swiftly on from Strax, dislikes of emojis and acronyms. <laughs> Me and Dion went and got shots, we were drunk, and we were all lol all night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Aye, back to wrestling. We, uh, I, I do agree that Maven se- sequence you're talking about, Nathan, is. I, again, I keep bringing it up, and I feel kind of harsh talking about certain people like this, but you know, would you remember Maven all that much if it wasn't for the hardcore title in the series with Undertaker, you know what I mean? No, I remember Maven for the member challenge Shelton Benjamin for that Continental title and he beat him twice in like 13 seconds. Ah, no, he beat, he beat, it was a good match and then they, go, they restart it. That doesn't count. That was the warm-up. We'll do it again. Okay. Boof. One, two, three. I'd, I'd remember Maven for his crack in the entrance scene. Alright, fuck's sake, just everybody to You're on the wrong show talking about themes. That was like three months ago. Do you know who. Stop, up... stop dropping the jelly babies. <laughs> Sorry, folks. You Stephen know. keeps dropping sweeties. If you, you can't play them together, you're not getting it at all. You know who interfered to cost Undertaker the match? It was the great one. It was. I this was. Thought you'd get late mentions of this. No, I. No, I'll shoehorn them in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Um, but even if he was never in a hardcore match, I'd tell you about how I'd... I used to put the hardcore title on the rock, <laughs> along with every other belt. No, uh, I, this was good because it did further storylines and at the same time put someone else over. Like a, an up-and-comer at the time. But that's what I've got as well. The title was used to pull over, in this case, a rookie wrestler. Yeah, and obviously it, it kept up the... Although it did kind of hinder moving, didn't it? Because it just made him look like the, the fluky, lucky guy. You know what I mean? We had that with Crash. Like, mm-hmm. We wanted to see something now. Like, you're no yeah. Crash. <laughs> Maybe we defend the title against Goldust at Mania 18. Oh. Oh, this, point, this is the best part of the paper. <laughs> at this point, the 24-7 reel was back in effect. But do you think by this point, this was symbolic? This <laughs> 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 was symbolic of the title's feelings. The reason I say that is, if you look, watch this match back, there's a lack of interest in the crowd until Spike Dudley interferes. Yeah, They're I always think waiting for it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, th- that is the thing we. It is the thing we like to like compare it to like maybe superhero movies, mm-hmm. when when it's like a team up film and one person goes away and the the rest of the team are in trouble and you're just like, all right, you know, where's Batman? Where's Superman gonna come for? It's like, all right, cool. This is smashing. There's a rest hold. There's a drop kick. Where the hell is Al Snow? Like, I think it's similar to what Mick Foley would say about uh, like they were waiting for somebody to come down and try and interfere. But Mick Foley said like he could feel like during his match with Triple H at No Way Out, people were just waiting for like all right when he's going to go outside and up on top of the cell because like he'd set the bar so high and uh, I hit King of the Ring. So people have set an expectation, set a standard of what hardcore matches are going to be. And as soon as you start trying to wrestle a normal match, they're like. Oh no, oh no, you're losing interest here. Oh, it was perfect for making Christian look like a creepy, despicable bastard. <laughs> it's the fact he hits Molly with the door and he just goes, Yeah. <laughs> That's Stan. Is, is, like, is he going for the belt or is he going for the unconscious women? Right. <laughs> Stand back. There's a new hardcore champion coming through. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that night was amazing though because, like, I love Goldust. I think Goldust is so underused throughout mm. history. And. I was raging when Spike Dudley came in. I usually love seeing Spike Dudley. He runs in, then he gets chased out by... Who is it that chases him out? I think it's Crash. It's Crash, Crash, yeah. Crash chases him out. 
then you have Al Snow in a golf cart with poor Teddy Long. Not, <laughs> so terrified. Not since Undertaker told him to buckle oh, up, Teddy. It's not been a worse car ride for Teddy Long. I want to see that episode of Ride Along. Teddy Long and Al Snow in a golf cart in the motorway. <laughs> Only Raven Kane in the big show. <laughs> and uh, I mean, Selby, you see multiple champions at the end of the night. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> also, Hurricane with the lightest kick on his weird zip wire thing, and then Molly Holly essentially coming attempted murder with a frying pan. <laughs> obviously, this time you saw multiple champions in one night. Um, this was similar in house shows as well, uh, even here in Glasgow on May 2nd, 2002, the day before my 13th birthday, actually. Uh, Stephen Richards entered as champion for Just Incredible, Crash Holly, and <laughs> Sean Stasiak. <laughs> <laughs> he follows oh. us on Twitter. The back, does he? Oh. he followed me on Twitter. Is he not a doctor now? He's a doctor. He followed me on Twitter, and I've got the app that tells you, like, by the way, two people unfollowed you this week. And I clicked on it, and it's like, Sean Stasiak unfollowed you. Like, what the fuck did I tweet Sean Stasiak? And when the fuck. That brings us back to the point. Why did CM Punk block us? <laughs> what did we ever say anything bad about him? It was even that. We gave him a full fucking show. <laughs> it's best enough. of the world. Best of the world, my fucking fat arse. <laughs> see, see, the best thing though was like, see when it came up, Sean Stasiak unfollowed you. Like, I didn't realise he unfollowed me, so it was the mixed emotion of, oh, Sean Stasiak unfollowed me. Hang on a minute, when the fuck did Sean Stasiak follow me? <laughs> Looking back through the history, like, when the fuck did he follow me? Sorry, sorry Nathan. His reign doesn't last No, fuck Sean, no, fuck the show. We're, not, we're talking about Sean Stasiak now. Fuck Sean Stasiak. You get his own show the week after the fucking test one, you know? We're now vegetarians. Fuck meat! <laughs> you do what you want with your meat products. <laughs> Looking at your oh. pictures of Beth Phoenix. Again, sorry, again, sorry, Oh. <laughs> it was a little bit in South Park. Uh, uh, fuck Canada. <laughs> oh, anyway, rant over. Right. <laughs> anyway, you didn't. His reign was hard to go. didn't last long. You'll be glad to hear. Steve Richards regained the title by the end of the night. But do you think going back to 2007 was the right move? Do you think an opportunity was missed to go back to uh, even like 2001? Like, uh, or even like that? I think there was a missed opportunity to go back to what Bradshaw originally proposed and even going back to the main eventers and ECW guys like 2001, I think an opportunity was missed there. Well, I, I think they could have maybe introduced like a, maybe like a, a reward system sort of thing, like see if you hadn't defended the title over a certain period, then it became open season on you. So it mm. encourages a fighting champion. So like if you, or like say someone like Big Show, say he took out, you know, five people that try to attack him, it's like, all right, guys. Big Show's earned the right of a night off, so you you don't you don't get to attack him, oh. you know, till Brock next Monday. Fuck, if they did that with the universe. Oh god. <laughs> I don't who would who would walk oh, in the room god. and just be like, could you imagine like Crash Holly back in the day just walking into Brock's room? <laughs> I'm taking it. Nope. He's got to that wall. Can you imagine though, just on Brock Lesnar's farm, just like <laughs> Eve Slater Minor showing up and then the sound of a lone gun going off and you just see you see one of them, one of them made it, he's running like fuck <laughs> as Brock launches a cow for five yards away. For five hundred yards away. Again like Monty Python, dong Jesus Christ. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> I mean I read just some of the stats of uh, the twenty four seven. Uh, some ridiculous title reigns Raven 27 time champion <laughs> held the title for 12 94 days so you Crash- not have the most of anyone uh, yeah and Crash Holly 22 times 
Sean stays at like 15 times combined days <laughs> minus one <laughs> good fuck Sean stays at <laughs> <laughs> he just won well, less than one. Less than one. You'd uh, always uh, lose uh, it the same night. Oh, that's one. <laughs> I mean, I mentioned there was not a big reaction there. Do you think that's because people didn't know who the champion was? <laughs> it's hard to keep track, really. Uh, uh, see, see, watching in the attitude era, um, obviously, I had Guy One, which showed SmackDown on the start of the morning, and uh, we never had access to Raw. So if I missed maybe like a week of SmackDown, and a pay-per-view had been on it, we were like, a pay-per-view Raw, I missed Smackdown, a Raw, and then when I go back to Smackdown, it's like, hang on a minute, it was Kane a minute ago, why is Raven champion again? What the fuck? See, the thing is, see, years ago, we used to, like, this house of old armor, the only way we could get access to a PC was in school, and we used to jump on WWE website, or WWF at the time, and you would put a phone on it once that says, Hardcore Holly's last, uh, Crash Holly's lost the title to somebody, and you went, what? It's not even a show, it's not even Raw or that. Mm. And then came up with two hours later, Harsh Crash always retained the title. And you're like, they're literally giving you an update, he lost it an hour ago and he's going to it back. That's why it's perfect for the current era, the network era. Mm. Imagine getting a notification on your phone. Oh, by the way, uh, I think, like, we've seen the thing recently on Twitter, uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte at Full Sale. Uh, they put it up, by the way, there was an altercation. Uh, tune into WWE.com for more updates. Can you imagine that? Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, such and such came down to WWE PC to give a, a training session and uh, was attacked by mm-hmm. this NXT group. Tune into WWE.com today. I actually thought you were going to suggest something like an app like, like Grinder, like <laughs> hardcore champions at 15 miles within your area. It's like you can go cash in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you imagine going I mean, to the, the PC and like Lars Sullivan beats you for the belt and everybody trying to get off him? It'd be like, like we said, they're trying to get it off the big show or like Viscera. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly for. I was going to talk about it later on, but it certainly was eventually unified with the Cornell title in August 2002, the Rob Van Dam defeating Tommy Dreamer at Madison Square Garden. Has anyone seen this match? Have you seen yeah. her JR? Basically, it doesn't mention it at all. I can't no one, it no, no, no one cares about it at that point in time. No. That it was just, yeah. it was, uh, just it's the time had passed. And they did this exact thing with the European title around this time. Like, they couldn't figure out what to do with these belts. Like, Van Damme, you've got the more, you've got the title that's the more Van Damme important. Van Damme not unified the two. Yeah. Like yeah. like, you've got the more important title. Can you deal with it? Yeah, and it, it was it was one of the ones as well. They were struggling creatively, and mm-hmm. they ripped the ass at a ladder match by this point as well. Was this not a ladder match? Oh no, it was a ladder match the week before, and this was a hardcore match. Yeah, it was just a yeah. Or a I, fight, I, fight, I so they they ripped the ass at like ladder matches and mm-hmm. hardcore matches, and people just won the end. And we talked about getting lost in the shuffle. This was back at the start of the brand split. They gave yep, SmackDown yeah. the WWE title, mm-hmm. and they gave Raw the World, the Intercontinental, the European, the Hardcore, and the wow. Women's. Women's, yeah. So you like, wait, move it SmackDown then. Keep interest. Make it the mid-card title there. I actually kind of hoped to use about bringing back the Hardcore title. I kind of hoped with the NXT UK. I thought, how good would it be if they brought back the European title? That would have been tremendous, the European title on WWE NXT UK, that would have been immense. I think we've got too many country based ones, we've got the US, the North American, the <laughs> UK. You mentioned that coming back there, I did make a brief return hardcore title in 2006. <laughs> Edge and McFoley declared themselves co-hardcore champions it's not in May of that year. That was funny. <laughs> Do you think it would have worked in 2006? Do you think it would have... Um, so yeah, the, did, did DCW come back in 2006? Yeah, it did, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah that's that's the first ECW came yeah, back. This was, uh, this was leading up to ECW One Night Stand 2006. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they had announced it was coming back. Why didn't they maybe use that as like a mid card title? Mm-hmm. I, I, 
I never really go that yeah, WWE, ECW, there's no point in, no yeah. point in complaining about ECW that. ECW would have known what, probably what to do with it. They had the, they had the opportunity as well, because they had the ECW heavyweight title, which, to be honest, nobody cared about, because it was this big gold dinner plate, because it looked horrible. But then you, you had the opportune chance where you could have gave it to, like, brought, brought in their, their, their ECW title dinner plate, and then you could have had the hardcore title as their kind of intercontinental. Like secondary and title. You, aye, yeah, yeah. and that would have been, you've got your your main title and your mid title, and I guarantee people would have been more interested in the hardcore title again than they would have been for, because like, oh, Mark Henry's ECW title, don't care. Chris Chris they, gave it don't to, care. they gave it to a guy like the Sandman. Yeah. yeah. Hardcore title. I mean, that, just him just him walking about hitting guys with beer cans mm-hmm. in Singapore yeah. canes. So many yeah. runs up to him, you can see he sees him come just and takes him out with his, <laughs> his kendo just... That got a batting cage just swinging although, away. Yeah. Although, blooming, some of the guys in ECW at that point in time, they'd aged a bit and see if they had the, the, the 24-7 rule. They would not have been able to get away. They'd have put on all the new guys, like Mike Knox and all Could you imagine they gave it to like, the zombie or something like that? Jeez. <laughs> oh, um, How do you pin what's already dead? <laughs> the, Undertaker. Um, there we go. <laughs> no, uh, Stratford, but obviously <laughs> we've got about bringing it back. Um, why didn't when they gave Ezekiel Jackson the title and st- rename it? You know, mm. you know, was the ECW World Championship just rename it the Hardcore title? And you've got something when Ezekiel Jackson goes to SmackDown because they thought, mm. "Oh, give him this big win and people care." And you're like, "They do realise no one watches ECW." <laughs> like, it was shown by the the react the Todd was it Todd Christian to Christian? It's Christian. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> like that was more charismatic. It, it sounds like answering the phone to a debt collector. Hello. Only he put so much as much effort as he had done when he found out Kane was coming to SmackDown. Kane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, glad you find your name jokes funny. Much, much. You said that with much enthusiasm with Todd oh, Grisham. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm saying that's the funniest thing Todd Grisham's ever done. I mean, okay. but uh, <laughs> we're talking about the hardcore tale so much. Like wanting to come back. Mm. I think this is why this is the perfect time for it to come back. That's what I was going to say. Like, Ross has mentioned, like, would it work in today's WWE? Like, by 2002, they had they also, they, ran out of ideas and thought, let's just get rid of it while they're going good because mm. it's just getting too much now. Can I say as well, see with the brand split at the minute and the the sort of WrestleMania weekend mm-hmm. and Royal Rumble weekends we do, we have opportunities where it's like, say, a Rumble, a SummerSlam Survivor Series where everyone's in the area from every brand. Mm-hmm. And say it's on SmackDown, but then WWE UK's Wolfgang comes in and steals it. Well, you're going to have to wait till next time everybody's in town again because it's gone to NXT mm-hmm. UK. I know maybe then someone for Raw, like uh, Finn Balor, takes mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? It's like it keeps going. Well, there's been a lot of talk recently of other companies being on the network, ICW Progress. Mm-hmm. You mentioned WrestleMania. Not necessarily every brand, every company. Mm-hmm. I had well, the access. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We had we had the likes of Jimmy Havoc uh, mm-hmm. WrestleMania access last year. Yeah. Would it be Imagine like- trying to <laughs> tell Jimmy Havoc how to wrestle at <laughs> nine in the morning, just like, listen, mate, you are the one of the best at what you do, but you're more of a past the watershed sort of guy. And we've got wee lassies doing Bailey entrances at the make your own entrance section <laughs> over there. Do you think you could not staple gun someone for once? I think the Kieran Kelly twenty four seven contract thing was on testing it. It's like Kieran, um, we want you to fight in the garage toilet. And then and you do know what happens in the garage toilet, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, but we want you to be on your back to be pinned. 
Okay. <laughs> well, the idea of a 24th... Poor, poor, poor Kieran Kelly, after being in that toilet, failed a drugs test, I bet you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he gets shipped off. He had to go get tested. So you're going to jump yeah. in, sorry. Yeah, like, <clears> I think it shows now that the 24-7 thing can still work today because you got uh, the DDT Iron Man title. Yeah, good, yeah. Like, we had Candice LeRae beat Joey Ryan for the belt in his sleep. Like not like I like not like a Jared Briscoe thing. She went into his dream and took the title. That's what happened. That's Does Joey Ryan thing. do anything normal? No. Like, Vince McMahon's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame won the title. What? <laughs> Go Google yeah. this. Look at it on YouTube. The, it's only, just... the only downside is they couldn't bring back the hardcore title because everything's too PC now and it's, yeah, it's, it's too. I even chair shots now. It's always a shot to the back. I know I've been hunting heat with many things, but. Taking a, a steel chair straight to the face, a lot of the guys are saying that it's, uh, you will get a concussion after. There's no way you can slice it; they won't. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's it's jittery when you see a guy. I can't remember who it was, but I seen somebody go to hit somebody with a chair, and the guy was still on his front, and he was like holding it and like turn there, turn there. <laughs> and the guy rolled there and eventually went ah and hit him with it. And I'm like the old days, they just die, ah, fuck it, and just <laughs> hurt you, they hurt you with anything. Does that hurt that rhino and? Uh, Raven match 2000 back, 2001 backlash mm-hmm. Rhino rips a sign a keep off sign off the barricade and then just scalps Raven in the face mm-hmm. with it then later Rhino lifts up a shopping trolley above his head Raven hits him in the face with it Rhino back bombs and drops the <coughs> shopping trolley himself Matt, you, could, you can't do stuff like that mm-hmm. anymore you can't even believe See when you're talking about the Raven one there, that kind of reminds me, see when Raven comes out, and you'll remember this as a Kane fan, <laughs> uh, in the 2001 Royal Rumble, where Raven comes out literally with all these hardcore yeah. weapons and just literally chucking garbage cans. Comes out like a nutter homeless man with his trolley for his possessions. Also has a bowling ball in that yes. match as well. But Raven done it as well at the Royal Rumble. He came in with and just started launching stuff yeah. in. Blackman holds onto the ropes and keeps going to heed with the dragon. Fuck off. You just did the Hockney. Yeah, that's what he said. You just did. I just went Raven the 2001 Royal Rumble, and then you just went Raven did the 2001 Royal Rumble. No, sorry, but no, I just I just, I just realised I'd done there. Blacked it for a minute. Um, <laughs> no, it was the '98 Royal Rumble with Terry Funk and Magnus Jack. He was kicked the Rock. There you go. The Rock did actually participate in something slightly hardcore. The Funk was Chainsaw Charlie. Aye. Ah, yes. Yes. The Rocks got a trash can there tap him and they just start hitting the shit out of him and I'm like, Joe something, that guy's a champion. <laughs> that <laughs> when, did that, I know? That was when The Rock had his uh, very imaginative trunks that just said, The Rock, in big, <laughs> like the big, painted letters. The big bubble writing you used to do in primary three when you weren't listening to the teacher. <laughs> the R-O-C. <laughs> I think... They can't do chair shots anymore because they don't want to get any more concussion losses. <laughs> yeah, I think we can all agree they to move away from the, the PG. I think. So, uh, you know. I think, I think it could work just for the, the way you said any company. Yeah. Because the likes of an ICW or a Progress or an OTT, yes, they are affiliated with WWE, mm-hmm. but they are not under the WWE banner. I mean, so they could maybe push the limits. There's plenty of people who have been, especially in the ICW fans group, who have uh, mentioned for a while. Uh, another title being introduced to ICW, and perhaps that could be it, certainly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking talk about legacy just now. ICW as a company is clearly influenced by yeah. the W Hardcore style and obviously ECW as well. Good housekeeping, too. Well, <laughs> it's well, a classic right, example. Right, exactly. <laughs> classic example, yeah. But that's yeah. what I think you're saying. But the only thing, it's kind of uses the analogy. If ICW got the, the Hardcore title and they pushed it and mm-hmm. done obviously the thumbtacks, the, the glass table, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then, when the title goes back to SmackDown or Raw, the kids are going to go, well, how did he last win it? 
Because I said this to my wife, I says, they could have made Venom a bit more aggressive. Mm -hmm. And it's, my wife says, well, they're going to put him against Spider-Man. Kids, they're wanting kids to go, yeah. oh, there's Spider-Man versus Venom. Oh, Venom's got his own movie. Watch it and be traumatised. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's how they're kind of, we can't get to them. Because if they push it, Wayne's are going to go back and see it. And then the parents will be like, oh, this is shocking and offensive to me. I think one of the ways... Is that your parent voice? Your kid's, hilarious. your kid's buckling itself because somebody's going to put through a glass table but you're offended. Wayne's love violence is good. Cool. I mean, I've gone on Wayne's love we violence. We all watch violence. We all turned out fine. Well, I mean... <laughs> I cry myself to sleep every night, but you know. I mean, I have the hardcore division because of the violence, so... Exactly. Well, violence sells. Yeah, well, that's as well... Um, Obviously, the likes of 205 Live, people complain pigeonholes a lot of people. Some people have complained to NXT UK. Maybe we'll pigeonhole certain UK guys mm -hmm. getting to the main roster. What if it was maybe used as like a testing ground? Like, mm -hmm. all yeah. Wolfgang or you know Jordan Devlin or Tyler Bate have showed up you know, at WrestleMania weekend and won the title. All right, cool, by the way, I'll be everywhere to defend the title. Mm -hmm. So it's a testing ground to see if they can come up to the main roster. And on that point, Quack has advised me we have a few minutes left. My final question to the panel, if the title was to come back to WWE, who would you have as the champion? In the, 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 the current roster? Mm. Oh, can you come back to me? Yeah, <laughs> oh, you bastard, I'm flung on the spot. <laughs> uh, you know what, I think it would be hilarious. Braun Strowman. <sighs> see, I thought that, but I'm trying to think of so, something. Yeah. I think like if you want a Chris Hollister thing, like the B team had something like that where they, they kept having retaining the tag titles for like fluke victory, like the one at SummerSlam when they reversed the roll up. Mm -hmm. I think having one of them win the title or go back and forth between the two and they keep fluke winning it. Mm -hmm. Do you know they're the person, the ideal person I just thought of? It would get an elevation but also be a style the new, Randy Orton. Mm. He's attacking mm. people. Yep. What have we done to that's Jeff that's with the ears piercing in the ears? Mm. He's shown he's getting aggressive, but like a, yeah. a, a oh. side like that. I've, there you go. I've got one, my one now. I think his style kind of suited quite well. Shinsuke Nakamura. In fact, sorry, sorry, let me go quick. Go ahead, I'll forget you. Before his heel turn up with the same Dean Ambrose. Yes. Well, because of like the guy in the arms, I would say R Truth. <laughs> I was going to say R Truth would be what? hilarious. Guess just one more. Go. Tommaso Champa. Oh. See, I was going to see Ambrose as well, obviously, history with CZW. It's a, it's a history of the hardcore style. Um, but yeah, it's been, a, it's been a look back at the WWE Hardcore Championship. It's been a, been a pleasure, folks. Thank you for joining uh, us. Thank you to you, the listener, for listening. If you haven't followed us on social media already, we are at Suplex Retweet on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tell your friends about us, tell them to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and all good Android podcasting sites. Just search for Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. Uh, leave us a review, five, six, seven, eight stars if you hate Melzer. Mm -hmm. uh, next week's show, Ross is hosting a Halloween special. We discuss masked wrestlers. We're also doing a, a 45 minute special about the. We don't, oh, yes. know where it's, we don't know where it's going to be held. From but parts it, unknown. It's from parts unknown. It's WWE Crown Jewel. I think it's going to be a fair whole stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brooks from Scottsdale Leisure Centre. <laughs> I'd go. Oh, wow. no, Five minutes so. down the road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're doing a match wrestlers, so we'll, we'll mostly talk about Kane, or Scott will talk about Kane as we try to get the mic off him. <laughs> and me, Derek Scott, and Stephen and Gary are going to do a wee 45 minute rundown of Crown Jewel which might or might not happen <laughs> mm -hmm. sounds good ok 
Okay, so for myself, Nathan Fisher, thank you for half on Stephen, Ross, Scott, Strack, and Quacko. We have been Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, and thank you for listening. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing, whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d- tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, whatever the fuck you're doing, that's what you should be doing, I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now Sports Social Podcast Network Okay, round two Name something that's not boring a Laundry? Ooh, a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry We were looking for Chumba Casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.